Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the second episode of the week for the Barbershop Talk Canada podcast. As always, I'm here with Eric. Hello, everybody. And today we're going to be doing the player grades, very similar to what we did with the Raptors, but this time with the Canucks. So for those of you that haven't seen the first edition of this, um, Eric, do you mind explaining how we're going to grade the players? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're doing a A to F format. It's just what we do in school. Uh, a is exceeding expectations. They played really well and it's exceeded everyone's expectations of how they played. Uh, B, uh, div was expected. C, it was below what we expected. D is just bad. And then F is just horrible. They, they're they just terrible the entire season. All right, so a little different than what we did in the last one. I'm going to try and rapid fire mine a little bit. Like I'm going to go, I'll try to go for like 15 seconds or less for each of the takes and not take too long. Um, Eric, you're welcome to do whatever you feel like. If you think a play, I think like for some of the better players though, I think I'll like talk a little more. Um, yeah, seems seems reasonable. Yeah, but besides that, let's do it. Um, Eric, you you're starting it off. All right, we are going from games. Was this oh, my scoring phone's regular on. season? <laughs> so we're going scoring regular season, and we're going from reverse order. So zero points to the top point getter on the Canucks uh, in 37th. That's how many players played this season. Uh, Mark Michaelis. 15 games played. Uh, he was an all right player on the bottom six. I'd probably, and he is, was he a fifth round pick from the Canucks, which is pretty good. I would say. I don't think McCollis was a pick, though. Yeah. I think he was a free agent signing, I think. Was he? Yeah. Uh, well, he, I would give him a C. Plus. Like, it was just below what we expected him to do. All right, uh, I'll go next with Lockwood. I think Lockwood deserves a C plus because he, I really didn't think he was going to be in the lineup, but he did come in and he looked like he could grow into a good bottom six player in the future. Uh, number 35, Cole Lind. Uh, for the games he did play, he was very good. He looked like he could be a second line player. I would give him a B minus because he didn't score all too much, but he also did look really good on that as a Canuck. All right, next up, we got the other second round pick from uh, the 2017 class, Yona Gadjevich. I'm going to give him a C minus. Um, we expected a lot out of him from seeing him play in Utica and play so well, scoring at almost a goal per game pace. And Gadjevich disappointed, only got in one game with the Canucks. So that's why he gets a C- minus here. Uh, the next player is the first goaltender of the team, Thatcher Demko. Thatcher Demko, pretty much one of the better players on the team. He did help the Canucks win a lot of games, especially in the start of March. I'd give him a B because we did expect him to come out, especially after trading Jacob Markstrom away, or just giving him away. Yeah, I, I would agree with you we needed him to be we expected him to be a starter and he was so that was great yep. next up we got breeze i'm gonna just give him a c plus i mean i didn't expect much from him and i think he played he only played one game so 
he kind of lived up to his expectations. So, yeah, uh, C-plus there. All right. Next player, Justin Bailey, unfortunately got injured three games into the season, so or the three games he did play. Uh, probably say probably say C, because uh, what else can you say? You just got injured. It's unfortunate. All right, next up, we got Brogan Rafferty, the only point-per-game player on the Canucks this year. Went to one assist in one game. Um, Rafferty, I'm going to give him a C. I think he he was an all-star last year in the AHL, and I thought he could have made a push to uh, to be in the lineup, especially being older than a lot of our other players and having more experience. I think he could have been a third-pairing defenseman, and he didn't live up to that. So a C, below what we expected. And then the next player is the other goaltending goaltender uh Braden Holtby I would just have to give him a D maybe a D plus because he was supposed to fill in for Jacob Markstrom and everyone thought he was a really good pickup for the Canucks but he he showed a little glimpse of hope against those the Maple Leafs but other than that he wasn't too good our next player is the meme himself Louis Erickson I'm just going to give him the first F of the day he really didn't do much didn't draw into the lineup even when their uh our bottom six was just a bunch of warm bodies he didn't draw in so louis erickson you get the f uh next player is jalen chatfield he i thought he did okay as a canuck but wasn't up to the pace uh, for the canucks i probably have to give him a c we i think everyone expected him to play a lot better than what he did so all right next up we got zach McEwen who got that contract in the summer after showing that he was good in the bubble. Um, I would say a C minus. I would say a C minus. I expected him to do a little uh, a little more than what he did and he really he drew into um, around 3 3 quarters of the games for the Canucks, which is good, but he had almost no production. So um, that's why I'm going to give him that there. And then the next player Travis Boyd no, I don't think most people had really high expectations for Travis Boyd. I'll probably have to give him maybe a B minus because no one really expected him to put up the points. And the last games were pretty good for him. He showed that he can play on the team at least. Just didn't really produce most of the time he was with the Canucks. All right, the next one here is the other player we picked up on waivers from the Leafs, Jimmy VC. This might be a controversial opinion. I want to give him a C minus. He did a lot below what uh, I personally expected from him, considering he came into those first few games and he was a top. He was basically a top six winger for the Canucks, and he looked like he belonged. He just wasn't getting the right bounces. But throughout the year, it showed that well, he's not good. And playing 20 games with the Canucks only had three, three assists. Um, you definitely disappointed BC, and that's why you deserve that uh, C minus there. Uh, after that, uh, the next player is Jack Rathbone. <laughs> Jack Rathbone actually really impressed me playing for the Canucks. He was one of the better defensemen on the team, I would say. Uh, I probably have to give him probably a B B plus, I would say, because we knew he was a good player. Maybe even an A minus, because we didn't think that he was gonna like produce what he did with the Canucks in such a short span. 
I mean, the thing about Rathbone is, like, he did look really good those last few games, but they were meaningless games. Like, how much were other guys yeah. trying, right? Like, I want to have a larger sample size and see him playing play in some games that actually mean something. And then I think yeah. us as fans can give a more accurate assumption. Yeah. All right, on to um, another rookie defenseman, Olio Levy, one of tied for my favorite player. Really love his yep. resilience coming back from all those injuries, broken neck, whatever, um, torn ACL, whatever. Oli came comes back, and his skating did not look very good this year. But I didn't ex- really expect anything from him. I pretty much barely expected him to make the team and he did make it and he played in a few of the games so i'm gonna give him just a straight b he did what he was expected he made the team he was kind of a sixth or seventh defenseman and yeah then the next player was also injured for some of the season as well antoine roussel uh antoine roussel he had an all right season i would say uh he had four points I would say maybe a C plus to a B minus because he did help on the on the special teams. Like he was a good PK killer. Like it's that's pretty much what the Canucks needed him to be as a penalty kill player. So I'd say B minus. Okay, yeah, I would have given given him something a little lower, but you're right. I mean, he's basically just there for the PK. Yeah. All right, moving on to Tyler Gravac, who was seen with the Canucks a little last year and played with in 14 games with them this year. I think Gravac deserves a B. He did exactly what was expected of him. Um, he's not really expected to be an NHL player, but he looked like he might have a little potential to be a fourth-line center, and he showed that by scoring four points in 14 games. So, Gravac, you did exactly what we expected from you. And then the next player was also a guy that got injured this season, uh, Jay Beagle, another player that <laughs> hasn't really produced many things with the Canucks. He did score a beauty goal in St. Louis in the playoffs, and that's the only memorable thing Jay Beagle's done as a Canuck. Um, <laughs> I probably, sh- <laughs> I would say B minus, just because no one expected him to be good. That's all I'm basing it off is that we, the fans in Vancouver probably didn't expect anything from Jay Beagle, and he did get five points, so that's that's all I'm giving him there. Speaking of not expecting much, our next guy is Jace Howerluck, who was again a free agent signing for Vancouver, and I'm gonna give him a B because he did. No, actually, I'm gonna give him a B plus. Because personally, I didn't even expect him to be in the lineup. I thought he was just going to be the 13th forward who came in with injuries. And even when we had extra players who were back, he was still in the lineup because he showed that he had hustle. And even though I don't really like his game style, he definitely tries really hard and uh, deserves to be a fourth liner on some um, lower end NHL team such as Vancouver. So our luck, you get the B plus there. Uh, next player is a player that I truly do like as a Canuck. It is Matthew Highmore, the guy we got from the Blackhawks in exchange for Adam Gaudet, where everyone was talking crap about him not being good enough to play on the Canucks and why we why we gave away Adam Gaudet for this guy. But he did produce a little bit 
at the towards the end of the year and i personally do like his game a lot he does hustle quite a bit i would i would say a b plus just because everyone thought he was just he was just going to be here for like this year and then he was just going to go away after that all right um i think you're on a little bit of a roll here so i'm going to skip my player my player is jake Vertanen. i think with uh, the situation that's been going on, it might not be appropriate to comment. So, Eric, you can go ahead with your next player, who does have a tie-in to Matthew Highmore. Yep, and it was the guy that we I said already. It is Adam Gaudet. Adam Gaudet, the flow. I love that player. His sellies were amazing. But this year, he, for the Canucks at least, he was pretty invisible for a little bit of the year. For, or most of the time he was with the Canucks, I'd probably say... I'll probably say a C for Adam Gaudet. All right, our next player is the guy who we want to score his 100th goal all year but wasn't able to do so, Alex Edler. Um, you can't tell me you didn't think it was him who scored on that Besser tip shot to tie the game late in the third against Calgary. Um, Edler, I'm going to give you a C plus. I think Edler did a little less than what we expected from him. I thought he would you know, still have some legs, but... Throughout most of the year, he looked really tired, and um, he's definitely slowing down at, his, at an accelerated rate compared to most other NHL players. And it also sucks that you couldn't put at least one empty net goal. Uh, the next player, another defenseman that played with the Canucks until he got traded to the Jets, it is Jordy Ben. Jordy Ben, I would say, I thought he did okay as well. Like we weren't expecting much from him because he was in the he was in the what do you call it press box for most of the last season and especially in the playoffs when we still had Chris Tanev. But other than that, I said I thought he did all right. His point per game, or not point per game, just points. He had nine points with zero plus minus, which is decent for this Canucks team. So I'd give him I'd probably give him a B plus. All right, the next player we're going to touch on is Tyler Mott. We all know him uh, as the guy who won the Henrik and Daniel Sedin Leadership Award and is also nominated for the Bill Masterton Trophy. Tyler Mott, you're a beast. And even though Mott wasn't able to get into, uh, missed half the season due to injuries, um, I'm going to give Mott a B plus. He did what was expected of him, and he did a little more. I know he was like, tied for like he was like top five in goal scoring at the beginning of the year which is crazy he got off to a hard uh, hot start so a b plus for mott there uh next player travis hamannick hamannick towards the end of i think most people's or most of the players scored towards the end of the season where it didn't really matter all too much uh travis hamannick didn't we didn't know he was a sharpshooter uh, we we're more thinking he'd be like a Chris Tanev type player where we, he's more defensive styled, which he is, but he can also shoot the puck. So I would say an A minus just because we weren't expecting him to score. Is that our first A of the night? I think so. Nah, I'll say A minus. Don't, I won't give him an A. Is just that our a first A minus though? Uh, don't, possibly. Yeah, I don't think we, I, oh no, Maybe I think Jack... you gave Rathbone one. Yeah, yeah, I think I gave Jack Rathbone one. Okay. All right, our next player here, definitely, I don't think he deserves an A. It's Brandon Sutter. <laughs> um, Sutter honestly played okay, but 
his production has not been uh has been falling off each and every year now and i think he deserves a c for that he was below what we expected from him as a third line center you know benning always talks about a third line that can score goals so Sutter is not the third line center that can score goals and although he's a good leader for this team and is definitely a great locker room guy he underperformed on the ice this year so he deserves a c uh yeah i did love his hat trick though so and that goal against montreal too that goal yeah uh next player was a guy that we had quite high hopes for it was nate schmidt uh the turnovers really killed me watching him play every, every game the turnovers especially against montreal still haunt me right now just him passing it to, to them pretty much uh i would probably say a b a c minus he he was supposed to be so much better than what he was this season and hopefully next season he can play better especially being the 5.8 5.975 million dollar man or whatever yep yeah all right moving on to someone who got a contract extension near the trade deadline this year there were lots of rumors of him leaving tanner pearson pearson played all right this year there were stretches where he definitely played really good um during the first little bit of the canucks return from covid he was definitely their best forward and he but he did have times where he struggled and looked invisible on the offensive end. So considering Pearson had a really good year last year and we expected similar from him this year, he didn't live up to that. So I'm going to give Pearson a C. Uh, next player, uh, Tyler Myers. Tyler Myers. Defenseman really of the year, Tyler Myers. Yes, the defenseman of the year for the canucks i would say as well yeah quinn hughes has the points but tyler myers has the defense kind of uh he produced quite a lot for the canucks which was surprising after last season where he didn't he was well he wasn't invisible because he's so goddamn tall but (laughs) metaphorically he was invisible but tyler myers this year is a different beast on the penalty kill it was amazing. Just he just laid on the ice and tried to block as many shots. No as he one could, tried so. it. How can you get it past him? Exactly. So I would probably have to give him an A, just because no one expected Tyler Myers to do good this season, let alone put up 21 points. I agree with you there. I uh, I think I was the one who said Myers deserved to win the Defenseman of the Year over Hughes. And you, yeah. you agreed with that as well. I think Myers just improved a lot from last year, which is not something you see from older players. So great job by him. Yep. Moving on to the alien himself, the driver of the Audi RS7, also known as my dream car. It is the man <laughs> who went out, who is in vacation in LA right now, Elias Pettersson, who started the season off horribly. And if we based it off the first six or seven games, it would be it would be a D or D minus. He played absolutely horrible, but from that point on, he went over point per game, and he looked really good until that wrist injury, which unfortunately kept him sidelined for the whole year. Yep. And Pedersen ended up 
um, scoring at a really high rate. He's still finished sixth on the Canucks in scoring, even though he missed 30 games, which is really good for him. And I think he produced... I, I don't want to give him an A. I think he did... I, I would just give him a B. If we were just rating him on those later games he played, he could have moved up to an A or B plus, but I'm just going to give him a B because he did disappoint for part of the year, but he recovered and he had a similar season statistically to last year with a tiny bit of drop off due to COVID. Yeah. Uh, the next player is also a Swede that played in the SHL. It is Niels Hoglander, the rookie that has mitts for days. Niels Hoglander, probably the most exciting player on the Canucks to watch this season. Like he could, he could just skate around players easily. <laughs> And then fall down and backward pass to Horvat for a goal. Uh, I would say, I would say an A minus for Niels Hoglander because he, we were expecting him to do well, but not this well. I think playing as a top six in a top six role was like something we didn't expect. Like we knew he yeah. was good, but he was we didn't expect him to be like, and he didn't. He wasn't on like a Pedersen, Besser, Hughes rookie year level, but. Still really good for a second-round pick. Yep. All right, next up, someone who wasn't a second-round pick is Bo Horvat, the captain of the Vancouver Canucks. And one thing I'll say about Horvat is he he really exemplifies what it means to be a Vancouver Canuck. He's a great leader, and he leads when it matters. Um, Horvat is, like, he's, he's got an old soul in him. You know, he's a young guy still, but... He really has like, like, I don't know. He's like very experienced, and he has a lot of wisdom, and that translated to on the ice as well. Scoring that overtime winner against Toronto uh, in the COVID return. Who else would it have been, right? Okay. I'm gonna say Horvat. I don't want to say he exceeded expectations. I'm gonna give him a B plus. He did what he was expected to, and he did a little more because his on ice leadership really showed this year and Bo Horvat in the in the overtime is a, a different beast to play against uh the next player on this list is Quinn Hughes the highest scoring defenseman on the team which is not hard to do um overall scoring wise is like an A like or B at least because we expected him to score but he scored quite a lot this season 41 points in 56 games but that his defense has dramatic uh, how do you say that dramatically drastically drastically, drastically. there you go english <laughs> is not easy um but he drastically fell off with his defense his defense is a d maybe a d plus at best his it was very frustrating he looked like he looked like bambi on ice he looked like b at a he looked like me on on the ice at practice, just falling over every single time. Um, just evening out the scoring and the defensive side, I would probably have to say C, because it was a, his defense. We expected way more from him. All right, the next player here is JT Miller, and Eric. I know you might not agree with me on this one, but I'm gonna go a little higher than um, what what you expect. I assume. 
uh, making the transition from winger to center the hardest transition that you can do at the pro level because you're probably not going to go become a goalie or defenseman or anything like that. Um, usually it's just wing to wing, but from going to wing to center, it's a huge transi- transition and ra- rarely seen at the NHL level. Uh, Miller this year actually was so good on faceoffs that he he had a higher faceoff win percentage than Bo Horvat, even though it was by zero point one percent, it was still higher. <laughs> and still higher. yeah, but obviously with the smaller sample size, but still he took a large amount of faceoffs, um, a similar amount to. Brandon Sutter, actually. Mm-hmm. So that's still a lot. And um, the one thing was Miller's weakness really showed he's not the best at carrying the puck. He is uh, prone to turnovers. But, I mean, it, it is okay, I guess, because even though he is prone to turnovers, he is good on the offensive end. And um, sometimes our defense couldn't bail him out which led to a lot of losses this year. But mm-hmm. I think Miller, um, just for that transition to center, um, which is extremely difficult, and we can't um, really say how hard that is because we haven't done that ourselves, but very few NHL players do it. So I'm going to give him a B just because he did a lot more than expected with that. But with some other aspects of his game, he was definitely under where he was last year. Yeah, I would, I would have said lower just because of him throwing the puck up the middle of the ice every single game I watched. It was just frustrating to me to watch him just throw it up carelessly and have a one out of seven chance of hitting his target. But that's your ranking. I can't really say much else with that. And then our and our final player is the Brock star himself, Brock Besser. Anson's tied favorite favorite player number six just what Anson wears for his jersey number uh, Besser has definitely improved this season that's for sure he looks shaky for the past two seasons but this season he's shooting more he's looking more confident on the ice and he's scoring more goals which is what he's supposed to be or supposed to do on the ice I'd probably give him an A minus just for that. Just scoring, shooting more. Maybe has to do with Elias Pettersson not playing and he's not passing to him every single time. But Besser, right now, he's looking good with the scoring. And I also want to touch on Besser skating. Um, I think he got a lot better at that. He was, he's. I wouldn't say he was a bad skater. But he was below, slightly below average, and his edges definitely improved. And he was able to do like some sharp cuts and um, kind of maneuver around players instead of just kind of like chipping it or passing it to to other players, which is great. And you know, as Canucks fans, all of us we've had this goal for Brock Besser's. We want him to have a healthy season. And guess what? He played every single game this year. He finally had a healthy season, and he showed what kind of player he can be. Um, although Eric, I agree with you, you know, um, I, I, I said this as well, a lot of times whenever Besser was with Pedersen is he doesn't shoot the puck enough cause he wants to give it to Petey just cause he, he's, he's a nice guy like that, but he really has to have his killer instinct and shoot the puck himself. 
And I think if he did that along with playing with Pedersen this year, he would have had at least seven more points and would have went point per game, guaranteed. Yeah, I respect that. Uh, I feel like he does have more confidence with the puck and shooting now, though. I think next year we will see him shoot more, even with Pedersen still on the ice. I think he will shoot more. Hopefully he doesn't revert back to how he was before with just feeding to Pedersen the entire time. Because it does get predictable, just like the neutral zone yeah. drop pass on the power play. Yeah, but we, the Canucks still do it. All right, um, Eric, any final thoughts to touch on? Uh, maybe recap our A players? Uh, uh, I haven't been keeping track of the A players. Our first one was Rathbone, which was yours. Rathbone, yep. And then uh, Myers. Myers. And Besser? Maybe Besser, yep. So I think you gave out three A-minuses. Oh, no, did you give Myers an A? Oh, no, you gave Hamannick an A-minus, right? Yeah, Hamannick, Myers. I think I gave Matthew Highmore a B-plus, A-minus, I would say. Yeah, I don't think I gave out an A at all or an A minus. <laughs> I've been pretty tough on the players, but yeah, honestly, some of the guys deserved it, but uh, yeah. some of the guys had a hard year. That's how the grading works, I guess. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening to another extended episode of the Barbershop Talk Canada podcast. Reminder to listen to our Raptors episode uh, and listen to our, well, my horrible playoff predictions and we will see you guys all next week peace